Day 56 of 365, The Bible Challenge with Abby Joy. Proverbs chapter 6, verse 1 to 11. My child, if you have put up security for a friend's debt or agreed to guarantee the debt of a stranger, if you have trapped yourself by your agreement and are caught by what you said, follow my advice and save yourself. For you have placed yourself at your friend's mercy. Now swallow your pride. Go and beg to have your name erased. Don't put it off. Do it now. Don't rest until you do. Save yourself like a gazelle escaping from a hunter, like a bird fleeing from a net. Take a lesson from the ants, you lazy bones. Learn from their ways and become wise. Though they have no prince or governor or ruler to make them work, they labour hard all summer gathering food for the winter. But you, lazy bones, how long will you sleep? When will you wake up? A little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest. Then poverty will pounce on you like a bandit. Scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. Mark chapter 8 verse 14 to chapter 9 verse 1. But the disciples had forgotten to bring any food. They only had one loaf of bread with them in the boat. As they were crossing the lake, Jesus warned them, Watch out, beware of the yeast of the Pharisees and of Herod. At this they began to argue with each other because they hadn't brought any bread. Jesus knew what they were saying, so he said, Why are you arguing about having no bread? Don't you know or understand even yet? Are your hearts too hard to take it in? You have eyes, can't you see? You have ears, can't you hear? Don't you remember anything at all? When I fed the five thousand with five loaves of bread, how many baskets of leftovers did you pick up afterwards? Twelve, they said. And when I fed the four thousand with seven loaves, how many large baskets of leftovers did you pick up? Seven, they said. Don't you understand yet? he asked them. When they arrived at Bethsaida, some people brought a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, Can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said, I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They looked like trees walking around. Then Jesus placed his hands on the man's eyes again and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored and he could see everything clearly. Jesus sent him away saying, don't go back into the village on your way home. Jesus and his disciples left Galilee and went up to the villages near Caesarea Philippi. As they were walking along, he asked them, Who do people say I am? 
Well, they replied, some say John the Baptist, some say Elijah, and others say you are one of the other prophets. Then he asked them, but who do you say I am? Peter replied, you are the Messiah. But Jesus warned them not to tell anyone about him. Then Jesus began to tell them that the Son of Man must suffer many terrible things and be rejected by the elders, the leading priests and the teachers of religious law. He would be killed, but three days later he would rise from the dead. As he talked about this openly with his disciples, Peter took him aside and began to reprimand him for saying such things. Jesus turned around and looked at his disciples then reprimanded Peter. Get away from me, Satan, he said. You are seeing things merely from a human point of view, not from God's. Then calling the crowd to join his disciples, he said, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross and follow me. If you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake and for the sake of the good news, you will save it. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Is anything worth more than your soul? If anyone is ashamed of me and my message in these adulterous and sinful days, the Son of Man will be ashamed of that person when he returns in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Exodus chapter 37 verse 1 to chapter 38 verse 31. Next, Bizael made the Ark of Acacia wood, a sacred chest, 45 inches long, 27 inches wide and 27 inches high. He overlaid it inside and outside with pure gold and he ran a moulding of gold all around it. He cast four gold rings and attached them to its four feet, two rings on each side. Then he made poles from acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. He inserted the poles into the rings at the sides of the ark to carry it. Then he made the ark's cover, the place of atonement, from pure gold. It was 45 inches long and 27 inches wide. He made two cherubim, from hammered gold, and placed them on the two ends of the atonement cover. He moulded the cherubim on each end of the atonement cover, making it all of one piece of gold. The cherubim faced each other and looked down on the atonement cover. With their wings spread above it, they protected it. Then B. Zael made the table of acacia wood, 36 inches long, 18 inches wide and 27 inches high. 
He overlaid it with pure gold and ran a gold moulding around the edge. He decorated it with a three-inch border all around and he ran a gold moulding all along the border. Then he cast four gold rings for the table and attached them to the four corners next to the four legs. The rings were attached near the border to hold the poles that were used to carry the table. He made these poles from acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. Then he made special containers of pure gold for the table, bowls, ladles, jars and pitchers to be used in the pouring out liquid offerings. Then Bizael made the lampstand of pure hammered gold. He made the entire lampstand and its decorations of one piece, the base, centre stem, lamp cups, buds and petals. The lampstand had six branches going out from the centre stem, three on each side. Each of the six branches had three lamp cups shaped like almond blossoms, complete with buds and petals. The centre stem of the lampstand was crafted with four lamp cups shaped like almond blossoms, complete with buds and petals. There was an almond bud beneath each pair of branches where the six branches extended from the centre stem, all made of one piece. The almond buds and branches were all of one piece with the centre stem and they were hammered from pure gold. He also made seven lamps for the lampstand, lamp snuffers and trays all of pure gold. The entire lampstand along with its accessories was made from 75 pounds of pure gold. Then Bizael made the incense altar of acacia wood. It was 18 inches square and 36 inches high, with horns at the corners carved from the same piece of wood as the altar itself. He overlaid the top, sides and horns of the altar with pure gold and he ran a gold moulding around the entire altar. He made two gold rings and attached them on opposite sides of the altar below the gold moulding to hold the carrying poles. He made the poles of acacia wood and overlaid them with gold. Then he made the sacred sacred anointing oil and the fragrant incense using the techniques of a skilled incense maker. Next, Bezael used acacia wood to construct the square altar of burnt offering. It was seven and a half feet wide, seven and a half feet long and four and a half feet high. He made horns for each of its four corners so that the horns and altar were all of one piece. He overlaid the altar with bronze. Then he made all the altar utensils of bronze, the ash buckets, shovels, basins, meat forks and fire pans. Next he made a bronze grating and installed it halfway down the side of the altar under the ledge. He cast four rings and attached them to the corners of the bronze grating to hold the carrying poles. He made the poles from acacia wood and overlaid them with bronze. He inserted the poles through the rings on the sides of the altar. The altar was hollow and was made from planks. Bezael made the bronze wash basin and its bronze stand from bronze mirrors donated by the women who served at the entrance of the tabernacle. Then Bezael made the courtyard, which was enclosed with curtains made of finely woven linen. On the south side, the curtains were 150 feet long. 
They were held up by twenty posts set securely in twenty bronze bases. He hung the curtains with silver hooks and rings. He made a similar set of curtains for the north side, a hundred and fifty feet of curtains held up by twenty posts set securely with silver hooks and rings. The curtains on the west end of the courtyard were seventy-five feet long, hung with silver hooks and rings and supported by ten posts set into ten bases. The east end, the front, was also 75 feet long. The courtyard entrance was on the east end, flanked by two curtains. The curtain on the right side was 22 and a half feet long and was supported by three posts set into three bases. The curtain on the left side was also 22 and a half feet long and was supported by three posts set into three bases. All the curtains used in the courtyard were made of finely woven linen. Each post had a bronze base and all the hooks and rings were silver. The tops of the posts of the courtyard were overlaid with silver and the rings to hold up the curtains were made of silver. He made the curtain for the entrance to the courtyard of finely woven linen and he decorated it with beautiful embroidery in blue, purple and scarlet thread. It was 30 feet long and its height was seven and a half feet, just like the curtains of the courtyard walls. It was supported by four posts, each set securely in its own bronze base. The tops of the posts were overlaid with silver and the hooks and rings were also made of silver. All the tent pegs used in the tabernacle and courtyard were made of bronze. This is an inventory of the materials used in the building of the Tabernacle of the Covenant. The Levites compiled the figures as Moses directed. And Ithamar, son of Aaron, the priest, served as recorder. Bezael, son of Uri, grandson of Hur, of the tribe of Judah, made everything just as the Lord commanded Moses. He was assisted by Aholiab, son of Ahashmach of the tribe of Dan, a craftsman expert at engraving, designing and embroidering with blue, purple and scarlet thread on fine linen cloth. The people brought special offerings of gold, totalling £2,193, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. The gold was used throughout the tabernacle. The whole community of Israel gave 7000 545 pounds of silver, as measured by the weight of the sanctuary shekel. This silver came from the tax collection, from each man's registered in the census. The tax is one of the becker, which is half a shekel, based on the sanctuary shekel. The tax was collected from 603,550 men, who had reached their 20th birthday. The hundred bases for the frames of the sanctuary walls and for the posts supporting the inner curtain required 7,500 pounds of silver, about 75 pounds for each base. The remaining 45 pounds of silver was used to make the hooks and rings and to overlay the tops of the posts. The people also bought a special offering, 5,310 pounds of bronze which was used for casting the bases of 
for the posts at the entrance of the tabernacle, and for the bronze altar with its bronze grating and all the altar utensils. Bronze was also used to make the bases for the posts that supported the curtains around the courtyard. The bases for the curtain at the entrance of the courtyard and all the tent pegs for the tabernacle and the courtyard.